everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, and today I am your guest, <laughs> Aliza Kelly. So this is my first solo episode of, of all of the episodes of Stars Like Us so far. I've always brought on a guest, and we've chatted about their perspective, their story, their expertise, brought it back home to astrology because everything always comes back to astrology. But I wanted to, I've been thinking about doing this episode for a while, um, and I think that it's it's time. So in the past week, um, at the time of this recording, I launched something that I'm really excited about, and it's called the Constellation Club, and it is a virtual coven. Um, it is a place where members um, from all around the world now are coming to look at each other's birth charts, to talk about magic, psychic abilities, tarot, spirituality. And at this moment, everybody is posting pictures of their pet and their pet sign. Um, And we're really building friendships. And it is so beautiful to watch this grow so organically and in such a uh, honest way. The idea behind the Constellation Club is basically to create a space for people to learn and practice and be supported while supporting others through their spirituality, through astrology, through mysticism. And there's a real need for this. Um, I know that, you know, we, we have our friends who support our interests in esotericism and occult and magic and they're like cool and maybe if you're lucky you even have a few friends who do but it's hard to get people really on the same page about like no I am obsessed with this stuff at least I know that it was for me and for the 160 plus members now of the Constellation Club that seems to be a very shared sentiment Um, so if this sounds like something you would be interested in please join us all are welcome Every single level of astrology is and magic and tarot is is all very encouraged because we help each other. There are some people who are total beginners um, and those who have more of an advanced understanding are, are helping each other. We have a 24-7 chat room at the Stargazer Luminary and Solar Power level. We're doing monthly coven meetings, which is basically this super cool split screen experience where I'm jumping on with people from all around the world and we're talking about this last one was about the full moon in Pisces so the first person I spoke with was in Switzerland Uh, the next person I spoke with was in Colorado so the first conversation I had the sky was completely dark because it was nighttime the second it was still daytime it's just super amazing to see how many of us are out here learning and growing and practicing most importantly empathy and compassion because as you guys know astrology is all about empathy and compassion and understanding oneself as a guide and and vehicle for being able to understand each other if we could live in a world where self-awareness um, through astrology or really through any modality, but I like astrology, is something that we can all share our experiences in, it would be a much better place than what we are working with now on the macro level, right? So as above, so below, let's turn this micro into a macro. Please join us. Um, 
The link is on my Instagram. It will also exist in the episode notes here. And if you are in front of a computer right now, you can head over to patreon.com slash Aliza Kelly. I'm building this on Patreon because it has the tools to be able to scale. Um, There are different offerings at different membership tiers, so you can find the level that best suits your practice. Okay, so now let's get into the the crux of this episode, um, which is all about astrology. So I, this is now the 27th episode of Stars Like Us, which is incredible. It means we've had 26 conversations with some of the most amazing people on the planet, actually. Um, people who have inspired, who, who inspire me, who inspire us, who are doing progressive work, thinking in unique ways, celebrating their practices, thinking outside the box, non-conformists, you guys. So fucking important. Do not conform. (laughs) I feel like a sci-fi novel from the 60s saying that, but it's so true. I mean, we don't want to be normal. It's not fun to be normal. We want to be different and unique and special, and you are different and unique and special. So I digress. I want to talk about the Zodiac. And the reason I want to talk about the Zodiac is because it is so important to remember that all of these signs um, inform one another. None of the signs exist in a silo. None of these signs are just doing its own sign thing from its own sign perspective, living its own sign life. All of these signs are in relation to the rest of the signs, the cycle of the zodiac, the cycle of life. So I'm going to tell you guys the story of the zodiac, which I think is going to provide you a much deeper and richer understanding of how each of the 12 signs relate and react to one another and a reminder that we have all of these embedded within our charts. So your sun sign might be one thing. In fact, it is one thing, but all of these other signs are there too. So for this exercise slash story, um, I want you to first begin in joining me and closing your eyes unless you are listening to this while operating a vehicle, in which case please do not close your eyes, but just imagine. (laughs) So imagine now you are in total darkness. And if your eyes are closed, try to see total darkness and sit in this total darkness for just just a moment and imagine yourself sort of immersed in this darkness. Um, It is silent and velvety and it is it's a profound darkness, right? It's something that is palpable. And now imagine suddenly a spark of light and it's this little glowing flame in darkness and you can see it and it's now getting brighter and it's it's starting to show us our world so open your eyes if they were closed and that is Aries that is Aries energy is a spark a spark in the darkness and We don't know why that spark just was introduced. And Aries doesn't know why they do half the shit that it does. 
But that spark was here to make some change, to create some energy. And that is how Aries introduces us to the story of the Zodiac. We are here to do something, to make some change, to announce ourselves. Aries is the first sign. It's the first fire sign. It is the spark of light. It is the spark of hope. So as this flame continues to get larger, then we can start looking around and we are using this flame to sort of introduce us to our environment and we're seeing that there's a beautiful plot of grass and there are some tulips planted and maybe we see that there's some beautiful colors in the sky maybe it's blue with white fluffy clouds and there's trees and I want to touch the trees what does bark feel like and that's Taurus energy so Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac and Taurus is all about the physical world it is the sensory experience of being alive so Taurus is is interested in tasting and touching and feeling and smelling and and having an interaction with all of the all of the uh, physical elements and energies that it's surrounded by and Taurus doesn't know that there could be anything else other than what it's experiencing so of course Taurus is like do not take this shit away from me please like I'm I'm do not let I don't want it to go so that's how Taurus gets that reputation of being unchanged and fixed and stubborn right is that it's like no I like it here I don't know if I'm gonna get this again if I leave it now so no thank you I want to go to my favorite restaurant where I know I like the breadsticks cool so now we're at the restaurant (laughs) we go to Taurus's restaurant and Taurus is now sitting with their friends and their friends don't like the breadsticks their friend is not eating the breadsticks in fact the friend is like actually I prefer the ciabatta bread uh and I like it in dipped in the olive oil um and then the other friend is like I'm gluten-free and then that is how Gemini energy is introduced right because Gemini is curious Gemini wants to know what everyone else is doing why everyone else is doing it and is interested in the implications of different decisions, right? The first air sign of the zodiac, that is Gemini. And Gemini is basically here to be like, okay, you're doing that and you're doing that. Tell me the reasons behind it. Gemini is not two-faced. Gemini is very curious. Gemini is dual-minded in that it's able to see things from different perspectives. That was something that we couldn't do when we were just with Taurus energy. So now we have learned what all of the other signs are eating and doing and how they like their breadsticks or ciabatta or what their dietary restrictions are. And it's a lot. And some people might be feeling picked on. Some people might be feeling left out. Some people are like, you were just judging me. And that's when we need a mama to come in and be like, you guys, relax come on home everything is okay I'll make you guys the food that you need you guys can just relax on the couch snuggle I'll I'll cook up something delicious that is everybody's taste and that is cancer right cancer is the mother of the zodiac and it is here 
specifically after Gemini because what can happen with Gemini it can start to get a little like nitpicky and judgy and it can be too critical over other people's decisions so cancer comes at this critical time when cancer is like okay everybody come on home let me take care of you come into my nest and I will treat you right so cancer provides us with this this platform to um to really feel safe and protected and supported and it is our home base and obviously then the downside of cancer is it can get very clingy and it's like well why are you leaving you have everything you need right here in the home I am willing to cook dinner every single night if you want breakfast we'll do breakfast if you want lunch I'm happy to do lunch right so that's how cancer can get a little overbearing with that energy And we need to break out of that though too. You know, we also are like, okay, well, I can't just be here in the home. I want to go out and I'm feeling all like well-fed and supported and now cancer has given me all of these like this confidence because I know that I'm safe. So I'm actually want to be famous and I'm going to be a star, mama. I'm going to be a star. And that's Leo, right? Leo comes in and is like, I... I'm a performer and I'm a creator and I thank you so much Cancer Mom for taking me to all of these auditions. Apparently Cancer Mom is a stage mom now because now I'm ready to build a community that's even bigger than the home and I want to be the center of attention. So Leo is feeling really confident and strong after knowing that it has a stable place for it to exist and Leo is ready to take the spotlight this the second of the fire signs Leo is all about building community um, but being the epicenter of that community and Leo is like oh my god I am an artist I am a dancer I am also a playwright Uh, I have also done amazing work in medicine and I'm thinking about combining all of those things and then Virgo is like excuse me what no that is not gonna work because Virgo comes through at also a very pivotal moment when Virgo is reigning in that energy Virgo is reigning in all of Leo's ideas and being like okay 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 I see what you're saying I see what you're doing but not all of these are going to work this needs to be something that you can do within the structure of the day there are only so many so many hours in the day, says Virgo. I need to make sure that if you are doing dance practice, that that ends at two so that then you can go to your acting class and then you can go to medical school. And that is Virgo's very significant role within the Zodiac is to keep everything in line and organized and categorized and precise. Of course, Virgo knows precision better than any other sign so when it turns that energy against itself it can be destructive in not allowing Virgo the just flexibility to explore and create without the pressures of functionality and pragmatism and the looming failure right overhead and then something really happens to the zodiac which is that it splits And after Virgo has created these sort of systems and structure for how we have lived and how we are going to live from Aries to Taurus to Gemini to Cancer to Leo, Virgo then introduces Libra. 
And Libra is the sign that is now when we introduce a plus one. So Libra is the scales. It is uh, all about harmony and balance and partnership. And when we get to Libra, we're like, okay, we figured out how to do our thing thanks to all of these six signs. And now we're interested in partnering up with someone. Now we're interested in being like, okay, these are the things that I can offer. What about you? So Libra is interested in not just uh, in not just measuring itself based on its own standards and its own metrics, but also measuring itself based on others, right? And taking in another person's world and creating a harmony between two separate entities. So Libra is about balance and partnership because it says this is how I live how do you live let's merge these right let's let's do this together let's hold hands you can be my cosmic plus one but when we when we make those assignments right when we decide that we are going to link arms with another and we are having just had all of our experiences and recognizing that somebody also just had all of their experiences we realize that we are not just taking on the good stuff, but we're also taking on the tough stuff. And that's Scorpio, right? That's how Scorpio introduces our awareness of the underbelly of things. We wouldn't be able to get to Scorpio should we have not gone through Libra and partnered, right? Scorpio is is what happens when you realize that I actually have pain and you have pain. And now that we are enmeshed, this is a collective experience. Scorpio is interested in not just what is, but what isn't. Scorpio is interested in what exists on the other side of reality. So Scorpio is not just like, oh my God, yeah, we're in a happy, healthy relationship and everything is perfect. Scorpio is also like, what is the flip side of that? What is the intensity Where is that coming from? Why is that the way it is? Which is why Scorpios are the best detectives. They are so good at being able to turn a situation on its head and understand from the roots why something is exactly as it is. And if something is not strong, if something is not stable, Scorpio is going to rip that right out of the ground and be like, sorry, I know you were growing a radish, but like, turns out, the soil wasn't rich enough. Too bad. <laughs> Scorpios aren't that harsh always. But Scorpio definitely is aware that in order for something to be stable, it needs to be supported on both the upper and lower boundaries of its existence. But now that we have learned that, and that is a skill we have acquired through Scorpio, we move on to Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is when we're like, yeah, life is hard. I get it. So what else is out there? Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's explore. Let's philosophize. Let's expand our horizons. Let's travel. Sag is all about the adventure. And the only reason we can have these adventures past our community, past our environment that we know and love, our safe zones, is because Scorpio has showed us that life can be tough enough that we also need to have a little fun. And by fun, it's a different kind of fun than the Leo fun, right? That's like the 
let me entertain you fun or the Aries fun of like, bah, let's do something crazy. Sag is like, I'm ready to become the most erudite philosopher student of the world. So Sag definitely can be righteous in that pursuit, right? It could be a little pretentious because it's like I am here to just absorb and learn. But the intention behind it is to say that I understand that everybody is having their a struggle. I see it because I learned it through Scorpio. Everyone's having a tough time. So now I just want to connect with people and understand more on this macro level what that really means. So after we learn and we've gone to all of these different countries and we've had all of these different experiences and now we're like multilingual, we are ready to actually build and create something and say, okay, this is what I want to make. This is the legacy of my life. And that is Capricorn. So Capricorn energy is telling us this is how we are going to make something incredible out of all of the wisdom that we just acquired from our travels, from the pain, from the partnership. Capricorn is like, let's build something amazing. So as the last earth sign of the zodiac, we could think of Taurus as being like, you know, I love velvet. And then Virgo being like, well, what kind of velvet? Do you like crushed velvet? Do you like suede? Does that count as a velvet? Do you like blue velvet? That has a reputation and then Capricorn is like you know what let's make a velvet factory (laughs) let's see what the the what the cost benefit analysis of producing velvet on a macro scale is going to be so Capricorn is not worried about your tinder date Capricorn is not worried about like the breadstick situation Capricorn is thinking, how am I going to make something extraordinary? How am I going to make something that I will be remembered for for years and years to come? But obviously Capricorn can become a little self-indulgent with that and be like, well, I want my name on this and I want to um, make something that is going to really cement my significance and that's when Aquarius is like, yeah, no, 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 no. Rein that in a little bit, Cap, because if you're not doing something that is going to change the world uh, and not just your own life, then you're not doing the right work. Because Aquarius is the most humanitarian sign of the zodiac. Aquarius is the last air sign, and it is concerned about the people, people with a capital P, right? Is thinking how are you making a difference in people's lives where it matters for the scale, right? If you were just Capricorn doing something to build your own legacy, how are you not just doing something out of greed? This needs to be something that can be diffused and dispersed and spread and shared among all the people who need it. So Aquarius energy helps us remember that we are working as a collective to make this place better, to be fair, to be equitable, to be kind. And after we have now spread our message and found our people and are doing really great work that can change people's lives, then Pisces reminds us that this is not just about the the doing it. It's about the feeling it. We are now working on an emotional scale too, thanks to Pisces. So Pisces is the last water sign of the zodiac it is the last sign of the zodiac it is the deep sea 
of our feelings. It is the deep center of all of the emotions that we contain. If we think about the iconography for Aquarius, Aquarius is the water bearer. So it's holding the vase of everyone's emotions, right? It's removed from it. It is physically separated from all of the feels. Pisces is all of the feels. Pisces is the water. Pisces is immersed in the ocean of our collective sensitivities and experiences and pains that are not just yours or mine but generations long right Pisces is feeling all of that and Pisces is so embedded within this that it is the deepest darkest point of the ocean Pisces is a reminder that this is all just part of this ever-growing experience we are all just adding on our pains and our joys and our wisdoms and our learning into this pool. And Pisces sits, the two fish sit deep in the bottom of this ocean. One moves in the direction of the past. One moves in the direction of the future. It's also believed one is the conscious mind. One is the subconscious mind. But we have this fish, these fish, these deep water fish in there. And as we know, the ocean can be so dark. So now as we conclude our zodiac cycle, we close our eyes again and find ourselves in the darkness, in the emotions, in the sensitivity, in the compassion, in the empathy that is Pisces. And we see that darkness. And then eventually we'll spark again and come back to Aries. And that is the story of the Zodiac. A very important story to remember that we are all connected. We have all of these inside of us. Every time a, plan, a planet is transiting all of these, we're experiencing it. We're experiencing this on a lunar level every 28 days, on a solar level every year, Jupiter every 12 years, so on and so forth. But we are all experiencing the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of this zodiac cycle. So that, my darlings, is our episode for today. I hope this was illuminating. It was definitely a little different than we usually do it. But hey, I gotta spice it up. Um, and a reminder again that if you like this kind of shit, which I hope you do, join the Constellation Club. Uh, the link is in the episode notes, also on Instagram, also patreon.com slash Lisa Kelly. Join us. We are having many a many a chat about many a many a cool thing. And I love you guys all very much. And you are stellar. <laughs> <laughs>